Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Thursday, November 30th, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. It is the end of November, which means Christmas season will be in full swing tomorrow. Uh, and probably as a result, that's why the cyber news is a little light today. So not a, not a whole ton of stories, or it could be I was too lazy to look for them all. It's certainly possible. So this first uh, story was provided to me by a friend of mine who made me aware of it. Um, this is from bleepingcomputer.com, Sergey Gatlin reporting. Japanese space agency JAXA hacked in summer cyber attack. Now, not I knew this is not something that just happened, but it's just being reported. So the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, or JAXA, was hacked in a cyber attack over the summer, which may have put sensitive space-related technology and data at risk. The security breach was discovered this autumn when law enforcement authorities alerted Japanese Japan's space agency that its systems were compromised. That's never a good sign when someone comes to you and tells you you've been hacked. That's a problem. Confirming the infiltration, Chief Cabinet Secretary of Japan Hirokazu Matsuno revealed in a press conference that the attackers gained ex- access to the agency's Active Directory server, a crucial component overseeing their network operations. The server likely contained critical information like employee credentials, significantly increasing the breach's potential impact. So chances are they're still looking into exactly what this has happened. Uh, In 2017 and 2016, they were targeted by Chinese state actors. You can probably guess this is going to be your um, entity that was looking at it this time around. Maybe they'll do, maybe Japan will do a postmortem on this and let us all know how they got in and what they did. Um, But I doubt we'll probably hear from it. Uh, this is a follow-up from a news story we did a while back. This is from the register.com. Connor Jones reporting. Okta data breach dilemma dwarfs earlier estimates, which is always the case, right? The initial estimate that you say with a data breach is one thing, and then when you come to find out, it's much worse. In this case, it's it's it was way off. Okta has admitted that the number of customers affected by its October customer support system data breach is far greater than previously thought. Chief Security Officer David Bradbury originally said earlier this month that according to the company's root cause analysis, the files of just 134 Okta customers, less than 1% of the total, were accessed by attackers. An update published on Wednesday, January 29th, instead revealed the data related to every single Okta customer support system user had been accessed. So that's 99.6% of the customers, the only data access, now this, this does say for that percentage, the only data access was full name and email address due to too many of the data fields the attackers scanned for being blank on Okta's records. Uh, hopefully that is the case, but certainly this provides obviously a much larger issue. It would be fantastic again if Okta would do a postmortem and say, "Here's what they did. Here's how they got in. Here's exactly wh- what they did once they were in there." Chance I would not see this. Is this the last we're going to hear of Okta? This is the final report on all the bad stuff that happened? I'm going to guess probably not. Um, ideally, if you're an Okta user, you're using multi-factor authentication, so this breach may not be as harmful as you would necessarily think. But you never know um, if you are an Okta user, change your password, make sure you have multi-factor authentication turned on and move on with your life. All right. uh, From darkreading.com, Jeffrey Schwartz, former Uber CISO speaks out after six years on the data breach and on SolarWinds for some reason. Let's take a look at this one. Joe Sullivan arrived at his sentencing hearing on May 4th this year, prepared to go to jail, had the judge not gone with the parole board's recommendation of probation. 
as is mostly the case in cyber incidents, a federal jury convicted the former Uber CISO months earlier on two charges of fraud for failing to alert regulators of a 2016 cybersecurity breach, but Sullivan was spared having to serve any prison time. Instead, the judge gave him three years probation, 200 hours community service, a $50,000 fine. Prosecutors were seeking 15 months of prison time for the charges that were alleged by the FTC because he failed to report the breach that affected over 50 million records for customers and Uber drivers. Um, so now that the matter has been decided, Sullivan's free to speak out and he plans to share his story in a keynote address at Black Hat Europe 2023 on December 7th. So if you want to go to Black Hat Europe to hear what he has to say, feel free. It says, he does say he's been biting his tongue for over six years. My lawyers wouldn't let me say a word. If someone labels what you were doing a cover up, it's Really easy for people to buy in the idea, he says, for six years, I had to listen to and see my name in the media saying things about me that I knew weren't true. And my kids had to be subjected to everyone they know, asking them what they saw about their dad on the news and getting the minimum sentence. Sullivan says he was vindicated. Okay. The judge said he did an amazing job on the investigation. He says, we followed our playbook. What people don't understand is the company had directors and officers insurance policies our, uh, we had a data breach response policy that designated a specific lawyer we were supposed to call. The team called in that lawyer, called NPR, looped in the C. Okay, well, then why did you get in trouble there? I, I, why were you charged with fraud? And why did you, um, why were you convicted? That's an interesting question. Maybe he'll address that at Black Hat. Um, the, is there any more information? Well, he talks about transparency. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, meanwhile, the SEC is signaling a zero tolerance focus when it comes to data breach mishandling with its recent charge of fraud in the U.S. District Court in New York for SolarWinds. And it's CISO Tim Brown. Um, but this guy, Sullivan, what the hell is his first name? I forgot. Joe Sullivan, sorry. Um, says the CE, SEC's decision to charge SolarWinds and Brown contradicts the agency's approach in rolling out his new disclosure rules just months earlier. Okay, so now he's an expert on policies. He broke the policies, allegedly. Um, but now he's an expert on it. Okay, for sure. Whatever. Whatever, Joe. But, uh, you know what? He will probably end up with a CIO position somewhere. He'll go do his speech at... Um, at Black Hat Europe, and he will, I'm sure, get a great paying job afterwards. So who says crime doesn't pay? Uh, Bill Tolis, bleepingcomputer.com. Sim Swapper gets eight years in prison for account hacks and crypto theft. So a good story for the day. Amir Hoshin Golsan, 25. Oh, you know what? I apologize. I think, I don't know why they're repeating. This is a story that I did last week. So I'm not sure why they're reporting the service today. So good a guy did some sim swapping. He's getting eight years. Uh, I already reported it. So skip on that one. I'm not, I'm going to delete that now. So I don't even put it in the show notes. So that one's not going to be in the show notes. Don't go looking for it. It's a repeat news story. Uh, okay. I should have looked at that earlier. My bad. Good planning on my part. CSOonline.com. This is a follow-up from a story I did yesterday. FBI probes into Pennsylvania water utility hack by pro Iran groups. This is cyber Avengers targeted, uh, uh, a water company, I'm sorry, a water treatment utility plant in um, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's associated with the Israeli Hamas war because the, this particular water plant uses Israeli based technology. And so what, what the cyber Avengers are doing is targeting entities that use Israeli based software and hardware. So this is not the last time we will see this particular incident. Apparently, according to this article, Cyber Avengers, which has already compromised dozens of Israeli water systems, targeted the water authority by hacking into water pressure monitoring equipment manufactured by the Israeli-based company Unitronics. Didn't have that news yesterday, so that's that's kind of new to this. Despite the attack, operations at the water authority have not been disrupted as it utilized manual tools after shutting down its automated system. So there was this one, there was the ransomware one in Texas. Right now, no, you know, you, you can, if you live in these areas, your water is fine. Uh, it's not really that big of a threat. But as these groups 
continue their mechanism, what they do, continue to test their tools, it will ultimately become a larger problem, which highlights the, the need for OT and IT related security measures to go into place. CIS is going to talk about stuff they have in place to protect the cybersecurity stuff. It's incumbent upon these entities to, you know, improve their leadership, come up with good policies and, you know, just be aware and of these threats. Um, the FBI handling it. Well, now again, will anybody go to jail for this? No, maybe DOJ will indict somebody uh, in the cyber Avengers, but no one's going to get arrested on this one, but just be aware that this is something that bears watching going forward as more, um, entities within in, critical infrastructure are targeted. Okay. Lastly is from action news out of Philadelphia channel six, ABC capital health officials say network outages may be caused by want to guess what that next two words are. You got it. Cybersecurity incident capital health, which operates facilities in New Jersey and Bucks County, Pennsylvania is currently dealing with network outages. The health organization said it believes the problem on Wednesday are being caused by a cybersecurity incident incident. Yeah. They get hit with ransomware. That's what the, that's going to be what the incident is. Officials say it's not interrupting care for patients at hospitals and other facilities, which is good, but they did say as soon as company officials became aware of the situation, they notified authorities they are now working to restore the network. You know, ideally, um, they had backups that were working and they can restore it from there. We will ultimately find this is going to be ransomware, right? This is not a data breach because that's different. It wouldn't data breach wouldn't cause your networks to go out. So it's got to be ransomware. Why they can't just say that? Don't know. Well, maybe they just haven't haven't proven his ransomware yet other than the big screen that says this computer has been ransomed, pay this amount of money, but what, what do I know? So anyway, as always, the stories in this particular podcast are listed in the show notes. If you want to go read them further, like I said, this is a pretty short day. So I'm giving you a lot more of your time back for the day than I usually do. As always, I appreciate those of you who take the time to download, listen, or listen to it when I post it on LinkedIn, LinkedIn or X or Instagram or Facebook. If that's where you listen, if you would be so inclined to go subscribe at your favorite podcast provider, that would just help me out. I would appreciate it. As always, if you have questions, thoughts, or comments, you're welcome to email me, hit me up on any of my social media or, or what have you. You can, you can find me. It's not that hard to contact me. Some guy contacted me out of the blue today about a pickleball app he has. Um, probably not going to invest, but it, that's how easy it is to find me. I got too much personal information out there, but it's okay. I know what to look for when it comes to scams and so on and so forth. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll be back again tomorrow with the Friday Op-Ed. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.